You're listening to an app session from the 2019 Art Conference in Anaheim, California. For more resources to equip you and your local church, visit arcchurches.com.
Yeah, my great-great-grandpa planted 14 churches in South Dakota before, before the ark. And so... <laughs> so we kind of started this thing. It's no big deal. <laughs> but here's what I know. I was taught, insinuated, you build a great church by preaching your guts out and have great worship. How many, talk to how many of you kind of thought that that's how your church is going to grow, right? I'm, I'm a pretty good preacher. You know, our worship's pretty good. Well, that's, that may work for you. It didn't work for us. I was a one-man band. And you've seen the one-man band. So, so, pick your downtown. You've seen it. <laughs> all right, they must have a, like, a, like a little one-man band convention because they all... You know what I'm talking about. He's playing the drums or harmonica, the cymbals. Or, He's doing it all. It's impressive at first glance. But the closer you get, the more pitiful it is. Hey, hey, you've never had that godly worship on Sunday. Right? Am I right? Okay, listen. That was me. That's how I started church. I, I'm pretty good at a lot of things in church because I grew up in it. So I could do sound, worship, light, preach, I kiss. I could do pretty much anything in the church and I wasn't allowing anybody else to help. Wow. But, 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 I was doing, setting, setting up, tearing down, um, uh, leading worship, preaching, announcements, prayer team. Like, there was no prayer team. I was just lining up, getting inside. <laughs> so, there's nobody getting a, an ability or, or, I wasn't sharing the ball, if I could say it that way. It was down church. If I was to write a book about it, it'd be called Dumb Church. Not that the church of Jesus is dumb, but the way I was leading them stopped. Ephesians 4 is very, very clear. Pastor Chris hit this on the head the first day that our job is to raise up ministers. I'm not a minister. I'm a pastor. Our role is to help people see who God has created them to be, see salvation, and help them become the ministers. Here's the problem. A lot of churches are like football games. There's 65,000 Fans desperately need an exercise. <laughs> well, there's 22 guys on the field desperately need a rest. Can I hear it again? That's most church. All right, so that's 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 most church. So where we were, I was like, I'm doing it all. We didn't have a team. But I did it all, and and a church was stuck for three uh, three hundred for seven years. Okay, listen, three hundred might be a lot of people for some people. Other people, it's not that many. The number is irrelevant. It's the feeling of being stagnant. And and I'm writing a book line. It's actually due on Monday. So pray for me. <laughs> but it'll be about this journey of ours that we took because I was. It was my problem. And I remember I was at a conference one time, and there was this woman preacher. Um, somebody like, is woman preacher okay? Well, just ask Jesus because he. Gave the message of the resurrection to a woman. Anyway, I'm sitting over here, and this woman preacher stops her message, comes over, she's like, God's gonna change your thinking. God's gonna change your thinking. God's gonna change your thinking. I was like, okay, thank you. I appreciate that. And it's in the middle of a conference. There's about 500 people there. She wouldn't stop. Five dying in my line, five minutes. My wife's like, mm hmm, that's what happens. I mean, she, she's, I'm like, you're messing up my hair. <laughs> and, and for five minutes, God's going to change your thing. God's going to change. He didn't have to change my thing. Because up until this point, I thought, I, I'm, I, I'm pretty good at it, and I don't know if you are. If I release this, are you going to mess this all up? Like, this is our baby. And that fear will keep you from growing. Wow. That fear of releasing. Ministry is this. Write this down. It's catch and release. Ministry is catch and release. We catch and release them. We catch and release them. They're not our sheep anyway. They're God's sheep. And, and God's giving you the mission and the mandate to train them up. 87% of the body of Christ have no clue what their, their spiritual gift is. That's, you'd be paralyzed. We call that paralysis. So we got to help them find that out. And I realized that growth track, 
small groups, and the drink team. That is what helped us go from dumb church to leading his people where they ought to go. Uh, it, it started with some intentionality. It, could, it can't be accident. Because a lot of you get stuck. I had 364 Sundays, 364 sermons where we did not grow. Are you hearing me? Seven years. 364 sermons that we did not grow. Stuck. Stagnant. Frustrated. I'm under my desk weeping. This is stuff we don't talk about. I'm in my desk at home because it was a home office. And I'm under the desk and our assistant's out front. And I'm, I'm praying, God, they don't walk in on me. Because I'm weeping. Thinking, God, I've hit my lid. Yeah. All right. And here's the scary thing. When you start to accept it. Yeah. All right. I guess I can only pass the other people. Like, what do you do when the, when the reality in front of you is not matching the dream that's inside? Well, it's frustrating. Well, for us, yeah, we started a prayer meeting. I'm pretty smart, you know. It took me only, it only took seven years. Hey guys, maybe we should pray. <laughs> we started a prayer meeting, which I highly recommend. You want to close the back door? Start with prayer. <laughs> and prayer grows the church hands down. But in that prayer meeting, God gave me relationship with the ark and strategies on how to build people. And then we begin to have this process, growth track. Some people are like, growth track doesn't work on the West Coast. It's kind of working for us. You know, like we started growth track and we were the first ones to go to a to have it during a service. So everybody would start at Sunday night. I'm like, man, if we have it during service, we have childcare, you're not going to watch the game after you eat, you're taking a nap. I don't want to come go anywhere. So we do that main main service. And I talked to one pastor, he's like, Man, I don't want people like a hundred people to be out of service while I preach, it takes away from the dynamic. I would so like a hundred people to be out of service for a month. Because if, if we if you get to the growth track, they got you. Yeah, right now. Like if you don't go to growth track, you might be impressed with preaching and worship for about three, four, five months, and after that you're like, man, I don't know anybody. We had a lady leave a church of 50. 50. She said nobody talked to me. For a year. So she gave up on church, came to our church, which is a lot more than 50. She was like, in this big church, I have more friends than I've ever had before in my life. I have more purpose. All because she was in a small group and she was on the Dream Team Circle. So whoever walks through the door, write this down. Get them four to seven friends as fast as you can and plug them onto a life-giving team. So true. As fast as you can. Four to seven friends, meaning small group, and plug them onto a life-giving team. So I think every church is in one of three categories. All right? Number one is survival mode. You're, you're, you're in survival. Some of you, you're there right now. And you're smiling, but the, it's like Psalm 69, Psalm 73 type stuff. The floodwaters are up to your neck. Okay, look, 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 look. You can't focus on vision. You're just trying not to die. The second phase is sustaining mode. You're in sustaining mode. All right, how you doing? Hell, we're sustaining Glory be to Jesus. Got all the plates spinning, but you, you can't focus on vision either. Then there's the surge mode. Surge mode is the growth mode. That's what we hit, you know, several years, uh, eight years ago, and the church began to grow. We were stuck with 700 for for set, oh, sorry, 300 for seven years, begging God, please. By the way, I feel this pretty strong. There are some of you in here that have prayed this prayer that I'm about to say. God, show me another pastor who can take this church to where it needs to go because I, I don't think I'm the one. I don't know who that's for. I feel that pretty strong. That was me. God did. Aren't you glad sometimes when God doesn't answer your prayer? Why oh, are you my prayer? Because uh, it's not my will. Maybe, this, maybe God's will is not for you to pass the church to somebody else. Maybe it's just to grow you like crazy to make you a strong leader and empathize now with other people who are going through the very same thing. So God took us, and now the church is growing 700, 800, 1,000, 2,000, uh, 4,000, and on a great weekend in the spring and in the fall, 5,000. In the summertime, we'll be 4,000, 4,200. <laughs> but it's, it's up and down, but it's not 300. And my question is, where would all these people be had we quit? Way back when it was just a little far. 
Okay, let's let's talk about this. Survival mode, sustaining mode, surge mode. If you want to grow, it happens by releasing ministry. If somebody, Craig Rochelle says this, if somebody can do your job 60% as good as you with upward momentum, let them do it. Yeah. Let them do it. You gotta delegate though. Some people think they're good delegators, but they're just good dumpers. So there is a training process in, involved in all of this. But you, the growth track for us has been the catalytic thing. Here's what I want to break down growth track for a minute. Because how many have heard of growth track? How many are doing growth track? How many would like growth track to work better? All right. Um, I believe for our church, growth track has been the thing to launch us to where we are. Yeah. And look, look, we grew to... We grew to three, no, 2,000 people with three full-time staff. We grew to 5,000 with five full-time staff. I'm not saying that's the right way. I'm just saying that because I was doing one of these one time, and the guy was like, he was angry. You know, angry preaching. We can't grow. We only have 200 people. We can't afford staff, so we can't grow. I'm like, we're going to let you on handle this one. <laughs> so how many people? This is like when we had 2,000 people. And how many people on staff for you? And, and I, I'm just saying, you got to train people to not do the job. Write this down. It's not about getting the job done. It's about getting the people done. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about getting the job done. It's about getting the people done. Yeah. you got to find ways to, to find people on the team who are not doing the job. I don't want our staff doing jobs. I want them building teams like crazy. Because the most connected people in any church are those serving and the small groups. All right, so growth track. Some people say growth track's not working for them. I think, I want, let me ask you a question. How are you working it? Because it has to be the thing you do, not a thing you do. Yeah. That's right. And I'll explain. Um, I, had, uh, I had Krispy Kreme stock. Anybody like Krispy Kreme? Yeah. Let's just clap our hands for saturated glory. All right, when it came out, I bought stock. Nobody told me to. I just was like 21 years old. I thought, I want to put my mouth on the glaze machine. I'm pretty sure somebody else does too. So I bought stock, threw some fun money at it, and, and it went up and split several times. As it split, here, watch this. I'm on my laptop every day. Every day. I'd be in staff meetings pretending I'm paying attention. I'm checking my stock. And it wasn't even a lot of, like, I didn't have a large portfolio. I had Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> Is it growing? 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 Every day. Okay, listen. It, may, it went up split, made a lot of money, fun money, and then I sold it. Okay, I don't ever check it. My wife and I, the girls, we'll go to Krispy Kreme maybe once a quarter in a year. We're not anti-Krispy Kreme. We just don't care whether it grows because we're no longer invested. Wow. The people in your church that are coming on a Sunday, they like the preaching. They like the worship. Their kids get a coloring page. They don't care whether this church grows if they're not invested. Who wants your church to grow? The people on the team. People setting up, tearing down the people, leading worship kids. They're the ones telling their friends. You have to increase that number, though. You have to increase that tribe. Like, 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 make this the front door. Let me say it this way. If you came to San Francisco, not a great restaurant, but let's just say there was a restaurant I wanted to take you to. We go there, and there's no front door. There's only a back door, but we don't know about it. We're going to see people in there. They're, they're like, they put their hands on the window. Like, I see them eating. It looks like they're having a good time, but how do we get in? Okay, look, 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 look. I promise you we're not staying to find the back door. Yeah. We're going someplace else. Okay, that's church. Growth track has to be the front door. Not anything you do, the thing you do. Everything is pointing to that. If people come to us and say, how do I get involved around here? We have failed you as a pastor. If they have to ask me, oh my, like, I'm a horrible leader if you have to ask me how to get involved. I want to be like the wayfinder signs at an airport. I've never had to ask where the bathrooms are. They do such a great job of moving large quantities of people to where their destination ought to be. So growth track for us looks like, hey guys, um, we do a Saturday night, we do a Sunday morning. We're about to, I'm thinking right now, doing every service. 
And, and by the way, people that are in it don't care how many people are in it. I know some of you are like, man, I don't have a back room. Well, we had 10 people. Okay, well, if you had 10 people per month, that's 120 people for a year. Could you use 120 extra people on your team? Like, just do it and do it. And at some point, there's a tipping point, and it becomes culture. Hey, watch this. It's not culture immediately. But you have to have a process where people can come through the front door. Yeah. And it's a process of identifying. You're not just recruiting. You're, you're discovering their gift. Yeah. And people serving in their gifts, when they do that, they come alive. Yeah. So we have people, and I'm sure we have people even at our church that are not serving in their gifts. I don't like that because those people are not going to stay for long. They, they will come to you and say, I'm but when you do what you're created to do, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't burn you out. You just get more energized. Yeah. So, like, I'm a leader communicator. I, I know that. I can, I can do this all day, every day. I, I can get physically tired, but I'm not, I'm not spiritually drained because I know this is what I'm created to do. Yeah. Like, we lay our head down on a pillow, and we're like, that's how you live a day. You know, so it's, it's getting people in that lane, but they don't know what their gift is, so you've got to help them. But they're not going to go on the growth track unless you make it priority. Yeah. We used to make priority like uh, like uh, growth track. Hey, uh, go through growth track. Uh, step one is you know membership. If the other three, if you use them, they're there for you too. And I realized if I don't value it, nobody else does. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the front door of the church. It's the front door. It's the front door. If it's not the front door and it's a parallel ministry, right. you're not going to see the, the numbers that you want. And by the way, 2 to 3% of your adult population on a, on a monthly basis is healthy. So if you're, if you're wondering, like, how many people do we have? 2 to 3% of the adult population on a Sunday, that's a healthy number for growth track every month. So we'll have anything from, I think it's 80, and, and, and then in the spring and fall, it's jumped up to 150, 160, 200. These people then get back in small groups, and 95% of the people who go through growth track finish step four. And then 95% of the 95% get on the team. So it's pretty high. It's great. And I would just tell you, run the play. Run the play. We have months, some months that are better than others. All right. But you got to have it on a consistent basis. We would have sometimes, and Queen, wave, wave your hand at me. This is Queen, everybody. She's over. So right now there's about 2,000 people on the dream team. That's people who serve them. And we don't call them volunteers, by the way. You can call them that. I just feel like volunteer represents drudgery. Like, I'm going to some volunteers in the nursery. You know. I don't know why I sound like that lady from Monster Seek. Always watching. But, but you got to find some people, and you got to find the, 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 make it the, front, the right door, the front door, and then, um, and then discover their gifts, help them find out what that is, and then get them on a team fast. Now you say, well, what about the people still going through issues? We have an honor code. We have everybody sign an honor code. And is everybody at our church living up to the honor code 100%? Yes. <laughs> 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 Let's see. I mean, most of them, most of them are smoking weed and getting drunk out of I mean, that's just our staff. And... <laughs> If you don't have some type of honor code, that all the paper is, is like, hey, are you trying to go here? Because if you're trying to go here, like, we're all trying to do this. And, and, and do, we, do we consider that sin? We all mess up. But the thing is about you and I, we consider that sin when we mess up. We repent of that. Like, help me, God. I don't want that. I'm on you. But if you don't have an honor code, then people are like, I didn't know smoking crack was wrong. You know, you're just telling me that now. So you gotta have some type of honor code to help them, and it's a pastoring moment when they, when you see them on Facebook and they're just living La Vida Loca. You could say, "Hey, listen, why do you still feel the need to do this? Let me pass you for a minute. Let me direct you to the smaller." So growth track is getting them in place, and um, it has got to be front door. So here's what I mean by front door. Front door. Everybody on our team, we're we're constantly saying, "How many people are you getting in growth track?" Hey, watch this. Watch this. A lot of a lot of churches and your team members, if you picture growth track like a funnel, a lot of them are like this. Yeah. Crack me out some leaders. I can't get anybody to volunteer my team. 
you have to come from underneath to now, how many families are you putting up top? So, the four questions we ask is, you know, how long you been coming? Take from Pinocchio's nose, word association. Like an usher, a creative. How long you been coming? Dumbo, how, how'd you hear about us? How'd you hear about us? These are just conversation starters, because we're going somewhere. And then where'd you go before this? If they say nowhere, that's a red flag. Like, ooh, we gotta get them plugged in fast. And then the fourth question is, have you been through growth track? Well, of course they haven't, but now, you get to tell them how amazing it is. And then on the weekend service, right after worship, we have two uh, people who come up. Hey, wasn't that great? Let's thank God for His grace. Hey, everybody. Growth Track is our front row of our church. This is the best way. You can join the church. You have the vision of the church. Become a member. Discover your gifts. It happens this day. And then every sermon, I'm going to preach something. And that's my Growth Track. It's not important. Uh, you need to get in the spot. Something. Just always, always, always. And then at the end of service, hey, listen. People think this is complicated. It's not. We do a salvation call every week because I never know who's in the room. Yeah. I just never know. By the way, I think you should too. One time I did a salvation call, and that week, a teenage girl in our, in our church, her mom's boyfriend came home, shot her mom, killed her, shot this girl in the face, and, and we're loving on them. And then the best friend comes over and says, Sean, the last service she sat in was yours, and she raised her hand for salvation. Wow. wow. Okay, listen, you need to learn to be comfortable with, with altar calls. So yeah. You don't have to be come with the front, but just some type of salvation prayer. Give them an opportunity. And I'll, I'll count the hands. All right, if you want to give your life to Jesus, surrender the controls of your life, or if you've never, if, I mean, if you've never done that, or you were once close to God, but you drifted away, you want to renew your commitment. On the count three, just lift your hand right where you are. One, two, three. And I'll say, yes, 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 yes. And Queen, uh, look up how many got saved this last weekend. Uh, yes, 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 yes. I'm saying yes, 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 yes. Not for me, but for our dream team. Because they are hearing, they're like, oh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> we did this, we did it. It's a little Like, why are we here? It, this? Now, little things like that help them realize and think that their, their gift of, of volunteering is worth it. Alright, so right after that salvation prayer, here's what it looks like. Hey everybody, let's clap our hands. 236 people gave a lot to Christ. That's amazing. But, looks like okay. two people, one person. Sometimes in growth chat when we first started, there'll be five people. There'll be one person. We have zero people. And our team was like, oh man, only one person? I said, nope, we'll never have that attitude. I would meet with one person for coffee. And if you can meet with one person for an hour, you can sell your church. There's nobody here today. Who cares? Nobody's here. Let's eat. Like it's a night off. It's not that big a deal. But people need to know it's there. Consistency. We do it every Easter, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Groundhog Day. I don't care what it is. We're going to keep doing growth track and keep doing it and keep doing it. So, um, don't care about how many are in the room. Just make sure you're doing everything you can to get people there. Because yeah. people join the church, they don't care how many are in the room. They just like, I'm going to join the church? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so um, let me think where I am in my thought process. Um, and how much time? What, what are we in? 30 minutes. 30 minutes, alright. Um, for us, growth track has been that. At the end of the salvation prayer, here's what it sounds like. Hey everybody, let's clap our hands for those that prayed that prayer today. Great job. As you reach forward, we're going to give you an opportunity to worship more with your giving. Ushers are coming down now. There will be three ways you can give online. Texting, you can give online, or you can give right in the service. We're so grateful for you. Hey, listen, grab the connection card that's right in the seat back in front of you. Come on, I'll wait. Let's all grab it. Let's all grab the car. If you remember, just put your name and email. By the way, we do that because it's positive peer pressure. If I'm a guest and nobody in my row is filling the card out, I ain't filling it out either. So positive peer pressure. Everybody's filling it out. Okay, maybe I guess I'll fill this out. If you pray that prayer, check the box that matches your decision today. I'm giving my life to Christ or I'm renewing my commitment to Christ. All right, listen, listen. I want to make sure you take the next step. Don't make the biggest decision of your life and then do nothing. A baseball player wouldn't hit a home run and not run the bases. Let me tell you what the next step should be. Number one, join a church. You don't have to join this church. There's a lot of great churches around, but we like this one. How about you? Ha, ha, ha. Your next opportunity to join the church is this day and this time. Come here to the vision of the church. 
And then go through our growth track. Give me, give me four weeks to help you discover your purpose. It's not hard. Some of you don't even know what your purpose is. If the microphone is in your mouth, you wouldn't even know what to say. We want to help you because God designed you unique. And then get in a small group because you'll never know. Like, you don't do life alone. There's relationships out there. And I want you to go shopping on our website right now. Go through our growth track and then get on the dream team. Listen, everybody. You'll never even know what purpose feels like until you're making a difference in somebody else's life. Church becomes really fun when you stop coming just for you. All right, I just told you everything in a minute, maybe, maybe a minute, 20 seconds. Why do you do it every week? Do you get tired of it? Yes. I, I preached five times on a weekend and we streamed to another, another campus for two other services. And I get so tired of saying it, but I don't get tired of saying it. Here's why. Because there's always new people. And people that are there need to know or have the language to pitch in the, in the parking lot. Language creates culture. It's got to be easy. I knew we had arrived at some level when an intern was like, I can impersonate you. I was like, get on stage and do it then. He got on stage with the microphone. Hey, everybody, I'm showing up today. Jiggle was here. I'm showing up today. A little weird. But then he went into that whole last pitch and said it verbatim. I was like, you have drive culture as deep as you possibly can. If it's not easily regurgitated or articulated, you know you're not winning. Because they're not pitching this in the lobby. But but if they can, everybody's trying to get people in that growth track room. And I would, sometimes we've done this with our staff and our team. We write their names on a board. Like, all right, how many how many people are you over? Like, influential over? How many people? Ah, 30. How about you? Ah, 300. How about you? 90. All right. How many people are you going to guarantee to get in the growth track this next weekend? Uh, maybe 10? Oh, come on, guys. That's a little low. You can do better than that, can't you? All right, 20. 20. All right, how about you? And it gives them a, a number. Like, every conversation in the lobby ought to ought to be not just random, but now intentional. Remember yeah. the definition of accident? It's not just, oh, man, I ran into the guy. You just happen to start talking about growth track. No! Every conversation is, at some point, how you doing? How's your kids? How's your mom? How's your... I like every... Man, have you been to Growth Track yet? I'm shaking hands out in the lobby at the end of every conversation. Man, it's so good to see you. Have you guys been to Growth Track? You been to Growth Track? Oh, man, we went through one. You could, well, you, you could do them out of order. It's totally fine. Really? Jump back in this next weekend. I want to see you there. I want you on the team. Everybody now on staff, that's the goal. Are you seeing the difference between just having a Growth Track and making it the front door? And um, we've seen this just catapult, our dream team catapult growth, and, and, and we want to see this. We just launched another campus, so our second campus. It's almost like a new baby. We're, trying to, we're starting from the ground up there, trying to make that culture there. It takes about a year to make something culture. Yeah. Don't stop. you got to keep doing it, keep saying it, yeah. keep going, and make sure that it's not, you're not leading with a lack of intention. There's a straight-up plan. Yes. And then smallers. Small groups are free market. Small groups, we do 13 uh, weeks in the spring. We started right in February. We take a break in May and June because nobody wants to do anything but get married and graduate. And then we do six weeks in the summertime. And then we take a break. And we launch right after Labor Day, 13 weeks. So 13, 6, 13. We do free market groups so you can gather for any reason. So a lot of it is people are like, I'm too busy. No, no, no. We're all busy. Jesus was too busy. But what are you already doing that can become... You're small. You're already grouping. What are you doing every week? What do you like to do? I like to bike ride. Small group. I like to barbecue. Small group. I like to go shopping. Small group. I want to get the word. Small group. I want to pray. Small group. Small group. I want to walk my cat. That's weird, but maybe. Small group. (laughs) Like, there's probably a couple other people that would do that. So, so figure that out. And then if you want a, a dynamic one, it's called Freedom. Go to the Grow website. You would download Growth Track, download, you know, or get the books for freedom. It is something I want everybody to go through. And it's it's like a freedom small group without being weird, it's deliverance, but we all have an area that is probably not submitted to the Holy Spirit fully. But, but man, people jump on this, and then there's a two-day conference or retreat uh, that you can fly up and be a part of ours. You can fly to Alabama, do your own, whatever. But I would highly encourage you to go see it. So get the dates from us. Come see ours. Go see Highlands. Go see a few other people. 
that are doing it, that are close to you, because it's money. And in small groups, that's where people gain relationships. Okay, that lady left the church of 50 people. She, she didn't know anybody. A church of 50 is too big if you don't know anybody. But people now, uh, Ryan's over our, our second campus, and they said their first small group had 27 people at their small group. Guess what? When they walk in the door now on Sundays, they're going to know at least six people. And it makes them want to stay. It makes them feel more comfortable. So small groups are so important um, that, you're, that you're getting these. I want to leave a little bit of time for Q&A. So if you have some Q&A, uh, some questions, maybe start thinking about those. But for us, it would, it's been a game changer. And I would just end with this. Run the play. Run the play. I believe there are three stages to a church. Number one, there's an emergency room. I want you to identify where you are, by the way. Which, which of these stages, because you'll, you'll know right away. You're in an emergency room. What does that mean? Hurting people are coming in, and all you're doing is just helping the hurt. You just, oh, love you. That's because you say, oh, that's a great, great stage. All right, then you move to your family. This is a great stage, too. What does that mean? Many times when I ask people, what do you love about your church? Oh, it's just like a family. Every weekend's a family reunion. It's a great feel. All right, listen, you can't stay there. You got to go to this third stage, and that is where you become an army. An army, an army. Right now, we have people bypassing our second campus to come to the broadcast campus, and I want to kick their butt. I'm coming for my, my friends from here. Oh, then I must be a horrible leader because I thought we had taught you we don't come to church for us. Like we teach our dream team, Sundays aren't for us. I just, I just need to get fed. I just need... What does that even mean? If I only ate once a week, I'd starve too. Teach the dream team. Like we eat at home. We read your Bible. We get in small groups. Sundays are for those who don't know God to come and know God. Like again... The only people who cry when they're hungry are babies. Grown folks get up and make themselves a sandwich. <laughs> Learn how to feed yourself, fan yourself. Like, like we come on the weekend. And you, listen, you have to train the dream team for this. Because if they're only coming for them, a selfish mentality, it will kill any momentum. you got to become an army. Can you imagine? People in the army, their commander's like, hey, what you do? Go station yourself over there. Oh my gosh, that's, my friends are over there though. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like we all laugh because it's ridiculous. All right, if we can't have that open dialogue with our church dream teamers, then we're not an army yet. We're just family, and that's great. But but, but the family is the family level is not going to reach the great commission. Josh and Caleb were probably a hero of faith. We've all preached on it. I mean, we have preached it. Joshua said, for me and my house, we don't serve the Lord. Come on. <laughs> Caleb said, this mountain, I'm 80-something years old. Give me this mountain. Ah, oh, I want that. We preach them. We love them. We, we lift them up. They're legends. And then uh, there's this one small portion of scripture that says this that there were 12 spies 10 came back only 2 how many? only 2 people believed the report and said we go let's go take land we we hail them as legends because they were the only ones who could see it and I was driving down the freeway one time and I felt the Holy Spirit say and that was also their problem Wow. Wow. You mean to tell me out of a million and a half people, you could have found one more person to see what you see? What is leadership? It's helping people see what you see. I can't get anybody to join my team. Well, help them see what you see. Why do you serve? Why do you volunteer? Why are you on staff? Why 
help other people see what you see. And then help them see the steps that are necessary yeah. to see what you see. Growth track, training team, small groups. We've got to change and shift our mindset for the culture. Because I believe this is how you close the back door of the church. Those people who are most connected in any church are those serving and small groups. I believe. Some people are like, I need a, I need a, a, a class to really help me close the back door. This, this is it. This is how you do it. In Jesus' name, I pray that your growth tracks will flourish, your small groups will flourish, your churches will flourish. We will reach the harvest. The harvest is ready. God send us and labor. Amen, everybody. Yes. All right, let's do a little Q and A. Any questions, real fast? Yeah. So, uh, with the free market small group, we, we run that as well. Since we're recording this, maybe we'll just yeah. That's good. With with the free market small groups, you know, we we run that as well. I guess my question would be. Do you have a way of, or if you do at all, do you oversee anything that's like, like the curriculum of it, if there's something taught in there? Yeah, curriculum needs to be approved. Okay. Well, like, for instance, we had one guy, he, this is several years ago, he wanted to do a, uh, a John MacArthur uh, study group, and I, um, I just said, well, we're probably not going to do that. And because um, John MacArthur, I mean, he's gone on record to laugh at the Holy Spirit and, and say that we're actually maniacs, crazy, chaos, and, and um, he said, oh, this book's okay. I said, yeah, but you're cultivating a thirst for, for people to go research them later. And um, I, I said, maybe let's pick another one. So um, we guard the curriculum because some people might come in with some yeah. other book. I mean, yeah. Jehovah's Witness, like what would prohibit yeah. So I would monitor that. But we also recommend stuff. So it's like, hey, here's a marriage curriculum, love and respect. You can go buy these DVDs or here's Dave Ramsey or whatever. But we try to have some hubs, right, in small groups. I want something for married people, love and respect. I want a Dave Ramsey. I want freedom. So we have, I think, 50 groups that just do freedom. And then they'll come together for the conference at the end. So they do several different ones. I started it by myself. And, and, and here's what you do. In the small group, you'll identify where the people are spiritually and help them take their next step. That's what small group do. So you haven't been baptized? By the end of my small group, you're getting baptized. You haven't gone through growth track? By the end of growth track, you're going I mean, by the end of my small group, you're going to go through growth track. You have, he's not even saying it yet. So uh, let's, I'm going to lead him to the Lord. That's going to be my mission. So have small group leaders help pastor you, the people. And, um, yeah, so that's that would be my answer. Thank you. Yep. Yep, right here. Great. So, like, big thing happening, I, I noticed for, like, newer churches are just getting off the ground, trying to implement growth track, is this kind of, like, fast track. How do you, like, what do you think about that? Kind of like track we're we're studying it right now. Okay. Uh, we do it every once in a while. We'll do a fast track. I was talking to some friends on a, on a, a small round table this week, and I told our team, find the numbers of the stats, because my other two friends that have done the fast track, they said that the retention rate tanks. Yeah. Yeah. And so I immediately call our team. We're always tweaking stuff. But both guys that said they did the fast track and actually tracked the data, they said the people that did the fast track three hour one day, the retention rate was so abysmal. It's like, what's the point of even doing it? So we have a pretty good track record on the four-week process. Uh, but we're looking at those numbers right now. I would, I, would, I would venture to say you want to take your whole team on it. And by the way, if you're implementing growth track, because we did it in seven years, and there were people that thought they were members already. Yeah. What am I? It's a membership class. I thought I was a member. One sentence will help you. Here it is. Here it is. Oh, if, if you don't go through it, you can't recommend it to new people. Okay. It's real simple. Don't fight them on it. Because some of you have tried a few different things. You're like, oh, another membership class. Just help them see it. Yep. You're right. Um. Uh, one of the things we kind of experienced when we launched uh, Growth Track, we, we saw this huge influx of people going through it and um, processing to volunteer and start serving on Dream Team and stuff. And then we heard, have you heard of this or dealt with this or seen this? Then we started hearing from our staff, our actual team, there's so many joining, so many jumping on. I don't have anything for them to do. Oh, you, bro, know? you did that thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> Everybody's saying, we hate you. So maybe also, you know, you can help. So let me get this first way. You have more people than you have positions. 
so deep and then you begin to move people around. I have no problem moving people. Yeah. You know, if this isn't working, John Axel says he doesn't want anybody serving in one position for more than two years. Huh. Except his executive. So he's like, build somebody up, build a team, and then I'll, be, I'll give you something else. Yeah. But you yeah. train people, believe me. So, yeah. Yeah, right here in blue. Could be because I was taking notes, but you were talking about the emergency room, the family, and the army. And our church is really we're at the family stage. And how do you mobilize your family to the army? You gotta help them see. What's the purpose? Is the purpose family reunion? Or is the purpose saving the lost people because heaven and hell are realities? So you just you're conveying the message of that. Guys, heaven and hell are both realities. You're sharing winds of life change. You're using language like, guys, Sundays aren't for us. Um, I know we want to be fed, but we want to eat at home. You know, how selfish of us is what we would do. How selfish of us to create a church just for Christians. A little quick story. Some, a lot of people have these stories, but my daughter Victoria over here, when she was two years old, she was at a theme park. We tell this story, by the way, instead of one. She was at a theme park. She's two. And our friends are watching her, and, and it's been 20 minutes in the line, and she's gone. Gone. I don't know where Victoria is. And, and so we're freaking out. I run to the front of the theme park. I'm like, Victoria! Victoria! And somebody says, are you looking for a little girl with pink tails and a pink shirt? Yes! Somebody picked her up and went that way. But then they helped me out because I don't know who that person is. <laughs> I run to the front of the theme park, and I'm losing my mind. Because I, I know there's one way in and one way out to every theme park. I'm opening strollers. Moms, some crazy, tall, white, skinny guys. Your baby stroller? They're like, but you know, that's my baby. Me, the man of God, my response was, shut up, my daughter's missing. I could care less what you thought of me. Yeah. 30 minutes is an eternity, guys, for a lost kid at a theme park in California. And all of a sudden, the worker comes walking around the corner holding my baby girl. Mm. She's crying and shaking. I'm crying and shaking, and I run to her. I'm holding her I've ever held in my life. And in that moment, you get a glimpse into the heart of God for what He must feel for His lost kids. Okay, listen, listen. We tell the church Sundays can be a little bit about you, they can't be all about you. Because we are the workers who bring the lost children back to the Father. I was not concerned with the other three. I was like, let's ride some more roller coasters. Woo! Let's get our money out of this theme park. No, it was. But that's what we do as Christians. Oh, let's let's sing another song. Let's sing "Set a Fire" for 15 minutes. Let's make church about us. And a first time guest is like, isn't the fire set yet? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we made church services about Christians. Yeah. And it can't be. We want Christians to be fed a little bit, but man, the goal is for people to know God yeah. all the weekend. So you gotta make it easy for them. And, and telling stories like that, I was so angry. Listen to me. My two year old is missing. Not one person help me look. Yeah. Not one person.
God out of their life. They were too concerned with their position in the line. They were too concerned. They were consuming. They wouldn't put down their cotton candy and corn dog to help me. They saw I was going out of my mind looking for my daughter. And they wouldn't, you don't even help me? God said, if you do this, if you, if you make my number one priority your number one priority, he said, I'll be with you. You want God to be with your church? Yes. Be a soul winning church. Make that the number one agenda. God's blessing and hand go on me like amen. Y'all hear me? What did I just do in that story? I helped you see it. Because I could say, hey guys, come on, we need to make this Sunday about lost people. And they don't see it. You gotta help them see it. Matt Keller's a great leader. He's sitting in here too. And, um, he, he asked him some questions. He's killing his. He said, what, what year did you plant your church? Uh, 2002. Same, same year. He's crushing it. Um, so, I mean, reach out to some proven models is what I'm saying. He has a network. What's the network? Next level relational network. Yeah, he has a whole network of helping pastors. We have FC24, which is um, in November, second week in November. We're going to have a 24-hour experience at our church. You just come, we'll give you this again for your teams if they haven't heard it. We'll give you our systems, our strategies, you know, kind of how we do things, culture. But it's 24 hours at our church, and we're in the San Francisco Bay Area. So it might be an easy trek up there for your team. But you need your team to get this stuff. And you need, you know, lead pastors need to get it. I won't even talk to, to, if if, if churches invite me to come, I won't even go talk to their staff if the lead pastor's not because if the lead pastor doesn't buy into this, it ain't going So some of you guys, your lead pastor's not here, and you're going to go back all fired up, and he, he hasn't had this vision yet. You need to help him see it by, hey, can I get you, can I get you a ticket? Let me talk to you about growth track. Let me, you know, get, get them to see it. Because they're the lead. They're the pastor. You want to honor them. Uh, but anyway. Anybody else? Yeah, there's a couple over here. Yep. Got time for a couple more, yeah. You mentioned that you just started uh, launching another campus. Yep. Um, so we launched a campus about five, six months ago. Launch team, everybody's serving every single week. Then we built some teams where we can start serving every other week. Mm-hmm. Now we're learning to where the, the, the members that are not serving on that week will feel kind of guilty because they're so used to serving every week. But we're trying to prevent them from burning. Good. Lead with guilt. No, <laughs> So you want to get your philosophy on, on serving schedules because you said they're most bought in when they're sure. serving, but we also want great. To enjoy so there's a lot of people. Matt, what do you guys do? What's your rotation on ser- serving? Uh, well, you do every three weeks. With or? an attempt on serve on culture, we love for you guys to serve every Okay, so Highlands, them, a lot of churches will do serve one, worship one every week. Uh, there's a lot of benefit to that because there's consistency, especially with kids ministries and that kind of thing. They, they see the same face. We actually do a three week rotation. So this would be like, because um, my wife was over nursery, you know, just, yeah, all of it. And that was a lot for her back in the day. We had three services and back in the day. And I told her one day, I said, give me 19 leads. It's going to be, I'm going to unpack this real fast. This is really a whole other session, but 19 leads. And we, we broke it up to a three-week rotation. So red week, blue week, green week. This week here, the first week, you have one team member that will lead one service every three weeks. So if you serve our church, we ask you to serve once every three weeks. It's a, it's, what is it? It's a shallow end of the pool. For us growing up in church, there was no shallow end of the pool. Hey, I want to volunteer. Great. Oh, we had a pool of 12 feet deep. Boom, and we kick you in. And then, you, you know, it's just, that was it. So basically, we're, we're hoping, and we hear this a lot, but we want more of this, where people come to us and like, you know what, once every three weeks is not enough. Can I serve more? Yes, but now you come to us. So some people are serving on multiple teams. On our other campus there, it's, people are serving probably every week. I'm Brian. A lot of people are serving, because we're trying to get that up off the ground. Some teams are built out already, but, but yeah. Like the, the okay, so there's a rotation. I just didn't want once a month, because then if you miss one month, that means it's 60 days before you serve. And everybody, this, this does away with the, the five-week week month because on fifth Sunday, everybody thinks everybody's going to show up and nobody shows up. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, that's why growth track is important to do it every month too because if I, if I miss it, it's 60 days before I can join the church. 
If you do it once every every three months, membership class, or once every six months, I have to wait a year before I get joined. Just consistency. consistency. So whatever it is, we do the, the green, blue, red, and we have a captain who's over the team leads. Team leads are over the team. And that has helped chunk it out. I would say this, write this down, this is going to be really helpful. We text on Tuesday, so your team, whoever's going to serve on that weekend, like let's say this row is my team for nursery. I'm going to text you on Tuesday. Hey, blue team, first service, we're up this week. Uh, text me back and let me know if you can make it. It's going to be amazing. And these three people text me back, and then you guys don't. All right, we text on Tuesday. We email Thursday, same message. Hey, blue team, first service, we're up this week. Email me back and let me know if you can make it. He emails me back, and you don't. So I'm going to call you, I'm phone you on Friday. Text Tuesday, email Thursday, phone Friday. And for the people that are like, oh man, my team didn't show up. When we have a life getting shot with them. Did you follow the follow process? No, I didn't have time this week. Oh, 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 oh. You mean you didn't have you didn't have 30 seconds to send a group text? You didn't have a minute to send an email, a group email. No. Or they'll say, I made my calls on Saturday. Uh, the follow process must be. Text on Tuesday, email Thursday, phone Friday. And you're only really over five or I mean, how many people is that? The usher team might be a bigger one or breeders or whatever, but still, it's a, it's a click of a button. That way, by Friday, you basically know who's showing up. So for people that show up, then you got to help them. If they don't do that, help them see why. Okay, listen, this could never happen again. What if a family came to the church for the very first time? And they went to that room that we had to close down because you, you didn't do your follow process. So they're leaving because they don't think we have our act together. What if they weren't Christians? What if they never go to another church again in their life? Hey, I, I know that's not your heart, but this is why you can never do that again. So you're, you're now identifying the leader, but it's a teaching moment. Remember, help people see what you see. And, and, and you're getting into a place where I either have the wrong leader or I just need to get you up to the right level. But whatever the rotation is, consistency is so key. And, um, yeah, we can, you can email us and we can give you all of our breakdown of the three-week rotation and kind of how that works if you want. You can just email uh, email queen at thefellowshipchurch.com. Queen at thefellowshipchurch.com. You got time for two more? Nobody saying anything, so I guess. Yeah. I'll take that as a yes. For a smaller group, we get lunch and get right in the rural. Doing freedom, but we're only having like five, six people in our reading groups. Yeah. How do you feel about the group without the conference? Oh, we got to do the conference. I, and don't call it a conference. We call it a retreat. So when we were, we were just starting off, doing a retreat. It could be they're already used to each other, and just you could scale it way down. But it's you know, there's play the videos, uh, have a little time, put some singing music on, and just have a time where you're praying for them. You can scale it way down. But I think the retreat is half of it. So I think if you miss the retreat, you're gonna they're gonna miss the solidification of that stuff. Yep. Last or two more right here. We're currently in the process of uh, um, reinventing our growth track. Um, I know that some churches, particularly Bayside, they have a longer growth track. They get growth track three stretches like 13 weeks where they incorporate the freedom piece. Can you walk us through or just walk me through kind of how you narrow down? Is that four-week growth track the most effective? So I don't know if it's most effective. It works for us. And I want it to be super simple. Because if I get you to come back, we'll, we'll do life together. And I'll have a, a lifetime to get you, you know, saved, redeemed, delivered, and fulfilled. But um, number one is know God. That's that's where you learn the uh, really learn who we are as a church, with our mission, how do you win your friends. Uh, if you're going to commit to join the church, that's step one. Step two is a discovery class. You take a quick discovery class test that reveals your personality, your gifts. And then number three is a leadership lesson I teach. Um, and you can get that from the Grove, from Pastor Chris Hodges. The fourth one is where our, we play a little video of, I think, 22 teams we have. And they get to pitch their team like it's the best thing since sliced bread. Oh, my gosh. Our team is the best. It is this, 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 this. And then we have people, that's team captains in the room helping them identify where they are. Now, I would fight for, I want our captains in the room fighting for people. Yeah. Like for me, I, if I'm in there, I don't even really care what your gift is. I'm going to be like, you can be on my team. Yeah. I like you. You know, you're going to fall yeah. in love with Rudy. 
But we, we push people towards their gifts, but, but that's the whole four weeks. Uh, but I don't know about the 13 week. Um, I do know that small groups are a huge priority, and you've got to push people to that. I just don't know if I would do it on a weekday. I mean, weekend. Last one. Did you have one in Redhead? Yeah. How long is each track? You know, there's four, right? It's about, about an hour each. Okay, and then also the curriculum standard. So as far as our church goes, is each, each um, growth track curriculum for each church? Is it pretty standard? Something that everybody speaks it. Okay. Uh, but I shouldn't say everybody. A lot of people speak it. You can take it and just start teaching it. And then, um, I taught it live for a long time. When we went to our, during a service, I would do video. Uh, I always try to get over there right after church, though, to shake hands. I'll tell that story of Victoria live, and then I, hey, I'm going to be down here, I'd love to shake your hand. So step one, I try to be there as much as we can, but I don't have to be. Get your team in there. All that. Cool. Man, thanks, guys. What an incredible time. Thanks so much. We hope you enjoyed this session from the Art Conference. Our heart is that you are more encouraged and excited about your calling than ever before. For dates and locations, and to register for an upcoming art conference, visit artconference.com.